Our culture might be telling you that your small daily choices don't matter. But every daily sip, bite, song, walk, prayer, chat, and snooze doesn't amount to nothing and amounts to eternity. Welcome to the Daily Nothings Podcast. We're your hosts, Courtney Roach and Megan Day. Let's dive into what our world thinks means nothing. <laughs> Let's We're live do on the air. <laughs> We're on the air. We're on the air. <laughs> We're on the air. I don't know why that made me think of hairspray when oh, they're yeah. whenever they're like in three, two. <laughs> they yes. like silently point up the one and then they're like, Yes. I'm Hannah. <laughs> I'm I haven't Hannah. seen that movie since it came out. And I'm Link. Great memory. Uh, <laughs> just a little 7 a.m. thought on my end. <laughs> just a little you thing guys, to through. I have barely, like, I, okay, I always struggle a little bit in the mornings, but yeah, this morning, full transparency, I woke up at 6.10, and it was a straight up, like, no, back to bed kind of concept, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I lay down and I hear a little boop boop and I hear Megan texting me and that was when you said I'm worried that you're asleep. Yeah. And I was like <laughs> I'm awake. I'm not. <laughs> I am I'm, awake. <laughs> I'm awake. It felt like when you're sleeping in history class in high school and your teacher's <laughs> like Courtney and you're like yeah, China has the wall. Like you're like on it. Like you're like no, I would yes. never be sleeping through. No this i knew i know everything you just said and then i yeah. saw that megan wanted to be ready 10 minutes early which is typically the goal and i was mm-hmm. like okay yeah i can do all things through christ who strengthens <laughs> <Okay>. me <laughs> and so i <laughs> was like i can do this and i about 20 minutes ago now i was yeah in my robe no makeup hadn't had any coffee peeling out of bed and now we're on the air as we like to say <laughs> as they say in show business <laughs> yeah because <laughs> we're in show business because <laughs> we're in show hair business. makeup done we're in show business my team was well, here I'm ready impressed. to go i'm impressed thank you, <laughs> you got your glam squad it just yeah my glam squad <laughs> okay, was ready speaking of, to work with me speaking of glam slo- squad i yeah. i will just just to be authentic <laughs> I am loving it. Have never, Give me more. I've never watched um, The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City before. Okay, I really shocking have, for you. I, okay. I've watched, mm-hmm. there are so many Real Housewives cities, whatever. So many. It's hard. You have right. no idea when you're entering into the Bravo world what to do. I started with of Beverly course. Hills because I'm from Southern California. So I watched all of that right. last year. Oh, it makes sense for me. I get yeah. it. It's great. But. Yeah. Recently, the past few weeks, some of the podcasts I listen to are about reality TV sometimes, and they mostly focus on Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules, which is what I watch. But everyone was talking about how the Salt Lake City finale this season was the craziest reality TV they've ever seen in their lives. They're like, "This this has been the craziest thing that's ever happened. And I was like, okay, it's a lot. It's a lot to start a new city and yeah yeah. so I was like okay there's four seasons I'm like I'm just gonna start at season four I'm not gonna take it all the way back even though there's a lot of drama like 
some one of the Real Housewives is currently in prison, and that's from last season. And I haven't even watched oh that. God. I just know that that's part of their storyline. It's wild. So I I oh watched season gosh. four, and I'm fine. I got to the finale last night, and I was like, "Was Dig. it crazy?" Because there's there's that meme. You've probably seen the meme of the woman on the okay. beach. She's like receipts, timeline, da da da. Everything is yes. there. Yeah. So that's from the finale of Salt Lake City. Oh uh, my gosh. Show. So I so I was like, Jake, you got to see this because that guy in Congress repeated exactly yeah. what she said like it's that shut up around. so i was like Jake, you gotta watch we gotta watch the part where it actually happens and so uh, it was just it was so brilliant it was so good but was it as crazy as you were expecting oh wild yeah. i already kind of knew what okay. happened but watching right. them play it out i was like you guys yeah. this is nuts like this is Oh my gosh. It's insane. I will not spoil it for anyone. Not even saying you should go watch it, you guys. But you said Glam sure. Squad. Right. right. One of the women on the show, she has people come to her house every single day to do her makeup. She has not done her own makeup since 2019. Every single day. Oh glam my gosh. Does her glam every and then they single leave. day. She's going to the grocery store. She has her glam come and they do her makeup and then she goes to the grocery store. Like it's next level. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. It's oh it's, my gosh. Uh, I don't think that's normal for like even no. anyone. Like celebrities don't no. do that. Like they know how to do their makeup. She like, might have Hayley like a vision problem. Never. No, like no one would because that doesn't Let's really assume. make sense. I think right. there might be a, and also an why would problem. you want that? Like, why would you want someone in your yeah. house every day doing your makeup? Yeah, yeah. She like said it, she spent it takes the fun away from getting year. glam. No, I know sixty oh grand last year in glam alone just to pay the people to do her makeup last year. That's so. just because she wants to flex, or Bravo well, is yeah. like this is part of your character. Maybe. Do they uh, yeah, do I that? Think... Is that the vibe for Bravo or is it reality? Well, okay. Here's Defend what I'm getting. I, okay. I think that these are these people's lives, but they they know they're on a reality show. So they're thinking, right. what's my storyline going to be this season? Right. How can I right. play into that? When there's a right. dinner, they are going to call out the girl on the other side of the table because they know they'll get air on TV and make themselves more popular. So right. they're exaggerating all the stuff. They want to. And, but I don't think, I think it's a little less production system down and says, hey, your storyline this season is this, your storyline this season is that. I mm -hmm. think as things progress, they might say like, hey, I need you two to have a conversation because this has been happening. But sure. I don't think I don't think it's quite like they get a script every day, but they are right. they know they're on TV, so they act a certain And they're way. leaning into I it. I think right. Which I love I mean They're leaning into it. It's it's so good. Which it's we so love. theatrical. <laughs> so I I th I think I could be into reality TV. I think I really could because in college I was a Bachelor Nation girl. Like I watched all of them. Bachelor, Bachelorette bachelor in paradise like i know oh my gosh i'm like do i get back into the bachelor 
I stopped for morality reasons. I know, me too. It's bad. I don't know. My standards are probably just dropping people. I'm sorry. I am not. I'm not going to get back in. Don't do it. It's not worth it. I'm not going to get back in because you know that when I start a television show, I can't stop. And yeah. that's not okay. You know, yeah. lately yeah. I've been watching this show that is what some people would define boring. But I have loved it, and it's been on at work every day. And it's called All Creatures Great and Small, and it's a British television show that's literally about Mm -hmm. vets, veterinarians, as in the animal, not the soldier. Correct. And they take care of farm animals, and Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of drama amidst the countryside, of if yeah. the sheep is going to live or if the birth mm-hmm. of the calf was properly handled or if right. the bull is lame, you know? Right. And you'd think you'd think Christ was coming back. I mean, the drama within that is... No, I know. Well, that is I reality TV. an animal girl. That's reality TV, Courtney. You're, I know. It's in the sphere. You're, it's you're, just We're British. connecting here. <laughs> Which and is, it's real. It's yeah. not real. At all. Yeah. It's yeah. all, of, it's like Downton Abbey. It's like very oh, well it's not? staged. Okay. It's not real. So are they, oh, they're not real veterinarians. No. It's all oh, fake. That's too, okay, it's okay, all okay. scripted. I'm picturing like. Yeah. Oh, well, this is interesting no. then. What an interesting It concept. is Downton like, Abbey. I could see this yes. as a reality TV show, it's honestly. It's a plot. But... No, no. It's okay. all scripted. It's a plot. And I get into it at work. I'm like, I, I can't bet. focus because what if they find out that that man lied in the prize, in the grand prize contest, and his bull is, in fact, lame? <laughs> I'll get back. And I'm not an animal girly. (laughs) Exactly. No. I'm not an animal girly. But that's been my television show lately, and I can't watch it at home because I don't have the PBS subscription that Mariah does. Mm -hmm. And so then that's a good check and balance for your life. Yes. You can't watch it when you sleep, you know, that's good. Correct. But what's bad is I started Friday Night Lights. And I don't know if you've ever watched Friday Night Lights. Never. Have you? Yeah. Okay. I have not. Many, many, many people have said, I cannot believe that you have not watched Friday Night Lights. It's the same era as Cinderella Story, Hilary Duff. It's like that year of like, it's that vibe. It's Mm -hmm. very me. It's back when television was still wholesome-ish. It's about a football team in Texas that's the best in the state of Texas, which if you think about it is quite a big deal because That's it's a big large deal. Big, big state yeah and again not reality television all scripted no but yeah. i i really like it a lot and yeah. i'm assuming well, everyone knows this because it's first episode their top quarterback gets hit paralyzed mm-hmm. what are oh. they gonna do yeah that's a really and it's that's a juicy start it's crazy it's crazy you don't see it coming wow i was like what and so now i'm getting really into that and it's not good that that's what because once i find a show that i'm like ooh, i like that yeah i am looking for every opportunity to watch it and that is not 
virtuous. And I think that that right there would be a great segue into what I'm doing this weekend, which is going on a silent retreat. Yeah. Yes. I'm going on a silent retreat and I am very, very much looking forward to it. Um, It is not a retreat that anyone is hosting other than me, myself, and I. It is me in a cabin by myself in the woods with silence. And I'm very excited for it. I did not come up with the itinerary entirely by myself. Did I write it all out in a Google Doc? I sure did. But I got the help from my dear friend that you guys know and love, Father Logan. And I, yeah, I just need it. There's a lot to discern, a lot that's going on, a lot to do. It's just all of the things in my life. And I was like, I need to get away and go to the mountains and talk to Jesus. And in a lot of ways, I'm pretty nervous. In a lot of ways, I'm much more excited than nervous. But I think the nerves are coming from the fact that I really suck at being in silence. Like I, and we've touched on this before in the podcast, but like I am always consuming media in some way, shape or form. There's always music on in the background There's always a television show on in the background. There's rare and narrowly, but sometimes a podcast on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's not that, I'm listening to something on Hallow. I'm not saying that for clout. It's the truth. I like Hallow. And it is just constant sound. And I'm afraid of silence. I actually get a little spooked sometimes, which I think is normal. I was thinking about it, and I was like, I'm going to go to bed, which I have to have my white noise. That's different. Of course. That's different when I go to sleep. Yeah. We're not, we're not. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, no, she didn't do anything wrong. No. When I am, like, cooking dinner and stuff at this cabin, like, the thought of not having music on. Oh. Anxiety. I'm like, it's not anxiety. It's like, I'm going to just be a little bit on edge. It's like, it's not going to be as movie-esque, as picturesque, as Mm -hmm. like, oh, Courtney's in a cabin cooking dinner and it's perfect, you know, like it's a vibe, you know, it's like I'm going to want that sound. Um, And yeah, I think the reason why I'm segueing from Friday Night Lights into this is because it's just like how many of us are truly folding laundry TV shows on. Like, I I don't know if you're like this because you're much more comfortable with silence, but, like, I am truly always turning something on to have in the background at all times. And even though I'm making time for prayer, I just am curious how how much easier it's going to be to be able to hear the voice of God when I'm in silence. Yeah. Or if I'm yeah, just going to be I distracted. I mean, it takes it takes a lot. Right. Like, it takes a time to like decompress yeah. from the noise. I know I've heard that from, from a the lot world. Of people who have yeah. done silent retreats. Yeah. Where it's like it yeah. takes. There's like a little stage of like you have to figure out how to live in the silence, and then I think like detox the voice a of bit. Christ. Yes, but then it's like you can really hear him speaking to you. So yeah. And something that Father Logan said, too, was, like, the day before, so tomorrow, I need to do as much as possible to prepare for the retreat. So, wait, no, the day before is today. 
the day before is today. Whoa. So, like, really trying to not, like, doing what I can to start removing myself from the world. Not being in total silence, but, like, really resting, not overexerting myself, doing things to prepare for the retreat, trying to not be in total, like, uh, sound, like, doing little things to, like, start Start. removing yourself from it. And then, like, tomorrow when I'm at work, I'm going to be, like, no music, no television, like, trying to really remove myself. I think the hardest thing, honestly, is going to be the drive after work to the mountains without any music. That's going to be really hard for me. For sure. But I've got to do it. Yeah. It'll be a really good start. It will help you hear Jesus sooner and quicker and louder. So that's really good. I'm really excited for you, though. I think it's going to be really transformational. Okay, you guys, hold up. Just take a minute with me. We've got to talk about the Catholic nutritionist. We know her. We love her. It's our friend Flo. She's been on the podcast, and she has an amazing amazing company called The Catholic Nutritionist. Are you a woman looking for answers in her health? Maybe you're struggling with hormone imbalance, difficult periods, gut issues, or fatigue. Um, Hello, all of those things. Thank you. And you're ready to get to the root and restore your relationship with food and your body. If you're tired of wasting hours Googling your symptoms, want to truly understand how your body works and a simple path to better health, then Made Good is perfect for you. This is a three-month coaching program with personalized support and enrollment is now open. Our philosophy is God made you good, and it is absolutely possible for you to find freedom through a holistic and realistic approach to wellness. Your goals, story, and health journey is unique, and you deserve to be treated as such. To find out more about how you can get one-on-one nutrition and cycle support, functional testing, and get the tools to restore your health, DM Daily Nothings at The Catholic Nutritionist on Instagram. All you got to do, direct message, Daily Nothings, all caps, to the Catholic Nutritionist on Instagram. You guys, Flo has talked to me about this. And seriously, it's one of those things in the new year that I'm like, okay, do we just pull the trigger and make it happen? Because this just sounds so good. It sounds so important. It's something that we need to take seriously with our health. And so definitely worth checking out, talking to Flo about. Check out her amazing company, you guys. Seriously, it is such a gift to all of us. So go check her out and get healthy, okay? Let's keep chatting. And I want to I just want to point out I think it's really smart that you consulted a priest about this before doing it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think going into straight silence for 3 days with no direction from yeah. a priest or religious sister or spiritual director. It's not smart. It's not yeah. smart. It's not really spiritually safe, I would say. Like I remember yeah. Jake said that he heard this quote one time. He was like if you do a silent retreat without a spiritual director, Satan becomes your spiritual director, basically. Of like, mm. if you don't have someone like dispelling the lies that could start to enter, right. like it can be dangerous. So I think it like having like I Father love Logan that. has no, it's super smart because you yeah, can see really if smart. you're in silence, you start to spiral about something, and instead of having totally. a voice to say like that's not right. truth, that is Satan, watch out, right. But right. I like you consulted Father Logan. He's given you a guide. He's given you a book. And you're right. very spiritually mature in a lot of ways. And 
you have Thank great you. discernment and you have really good conversation with the Lord. So yeah, definitely less yeah. worried about you. But if you're like brand new into prayer and you're like, I'm just going to go on my own silent retreat, I would right. just consult someone about it. Um, definitely safe. Just wanted to make that little um, No, that's a really, really good plug because it's not something that's just like a girl's weekend getaway. Like I. Right. It's real. Yeah. There's so many, there's so many like factors into it. I've done a quote unquote silent retreat before, but it wasn't really, it was, I think a day, I've done days of silence where like you're already Mm -hmm. on retreat and then part of the retreat is a day of complete silence. Right. I've done that before. Um, but I've never done, uh, it's really, it's a three day technically, but it's like end of the work day, full Saturday, and then most of Sunday. So it's not even a full three day retreat. And he gave me a book to work through the entire time and like tips because he knows my prayer very well and like do's and don'ts and things to do beforehand and all of this stuff and it wasn't just a random priest either that doesn't really know me like it's not like I walked across the street to the parish that I've never talked to the priest before and been like hey I'm gonna do this what do you think like they're gonna be like I have no idea so also consulting a priest that knows you pretty well if that's possible I think is really smart because yeah it's like you need yes. to hear if they think it's a good idea or not. For sure. And Father Logan would have mm-hmm. told you, hey, this isn't a good idea if he thought that. So totally. I think that's super smart. But there are yeah. silent retreats that you can sign up for. There are three-day silent retreats. There are seven-day silent retreats. Like you Eight can day? find mm-hmm. something where there is someone to guide you if that's something you're looking for. If you've been so inspired by Courtney taking a silent retreat there are lots of options. So this is not the only way to do it if you've never heard of such a thing. Um, totally. Just wanted to also say that because. I love yeah. it because here we are. Yeah. So because I feel like are. I've kind of given my full update. But if you have anything else that you need to share with the class, Megan, please feel free. I did not mean to take the mic from you for your no, weekend thank you plans. for sharing. Absolutely. Oh. No, thank you for sharing. Do Courtney. you have any? I, of course. I, I do have some weekend plans. Um, I am going to get lunch with my friend Emily on Saturday, which is great. Cute. We love her. Haven't seen her. We it's funny. Her. She lives on the south side of Indianapolis. So she's like, four, not south side. She lives south of Indianapolis. So she's like 45 okay. minutes away. She's like yeah. my best friend from growing up. Yeah. And I'm like, she's just far enough away to where I don't Freedom see her very here. often. Yeah. It's so annoying. So Jake's family's coming into town this weekend. And I was like, this is a good chance for like Ellie to hang out with grandma and uncle Isaac. And then I can go hang out with Emily for a little bit. So that's going to be good. And then um, we're celebrating Jake's mom and brother's birthdays this weekend, which will be super fun. fun. And then I think my sister is going to come over. And I think we're going to cut our own hair. <laughs> what? Just a little. What? I, I shouldn't even just tell you. Trim. I'm just going to wait. Just a trim. Just a trim. Okay, yeah. praise God. It's I was like, so Megan, if you're doing any more than a trim, I'm going to fly to Indianapolis and I'm going to kill you. You're going to cut my hands off. I know. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Information. But I think I can trim no. my hair. I just, the thought of making an appointment sounds For so trim. annoying to me. 
Right. Yeah, I just cannot get myself to do it. Be like, okay, what do I do with Ellie? Do I have my mom come over just so I can get my hair right. trimmed? Like this just seems like too much work. I think you can do a trim. I think you can do a trim. I think I can sure. do a trim too. I feel pretty confident about it. I've watched so many Brad Mondo videos in my life. I'm like, yep. do I make my own video? I kind of want to make a video of the process. I think you should. And I think I will because I watched so many. And I think I'm going to. Yeah. I think I'm going to. So I think uh, I we'll love- see how that goes. We'll see if I do it, if I have the courage. But those are my weekend plans. Um, I love I hopefully it. I can go pray a little bit too because it'd be nice to pray for you while you're on your retreat and also maybe read some of the book that Father Logan has suggested because it sounds yeah so good. So, it sounds so we'll good. See. Do you have the name of it memorized? Because I don't. I think it's called Trust and Love. Something like that by Jacques Philippe. It's Jacques Philippe, but it's a spiritual guide or a spiritual retreat led by St. Therese of Lisieux, but it's by Jacques Philippe. I think it's love and trust or trust and love or something like that. And I'm really excited for it. And there's going to be so many people asking us for the title after this, but we'll tell you. I just can't remember it. If everyone, well, that actually is going to be past due. I was going to say if everyone could pray for the book to arrive before my retreat, that'd be great. But by the time this comes out, I'll be done with the retreat, so never mind. That's right. I know. And then you'll kind of be like, this is the best book ever, or yeah, I don't know. You'll have an opinion on the book also by the time this comes out, yeah. which you could put on Instagram, yeah. which is nice too. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. All well, of this is to say, what are we talking correct. about today, Courtney, and why? You tell prayer. us. Prayer. We're talking about prayer today for many reasons. Um, one, I think that it's one of those topics that's, I don't want to say generic, but it's, it's one that we have touched on obviously in the podcast before Mm -hmm. we're going to be touching on things again, as this podcast keeps getting older. We've also had a lot of people ask us specifically for prayer tips and like how they find their prayer routine and what to do in prayer and then also major recent conviction of the eucharist over here party of one i would say party of two sweet megan and there's just a lot to break down and like chat through within prayer and i think what really sparked the desire to do this on my end was after the last month of my life that i've had of the just chaos of everything, seek, holidays, sickness, vaccinations. I mean, all this stuff. Um, There's just been this renewal of obsession with the Eucharist in a good way of like, Mm -hmm. after all the travel, I went to the chapel and I sat in front of the Eucharist and I just looked at Jesus and I was like, this is everything. This is everything. This is all I want. And I just, like, I have to find, which there's going to be ebbs and flows in life, but I have to find a way for this to be the most consistent thing in my life, no matter what. And it was weird because it was this like, yeah, well, there's going to be things that come up and you're going to have distance again in your life. And it was this like determination that I also felt of this does not have to change If I make it my priority and if I choose within my willpower as a daughter of God to make the Eucharist top priority for the rest of my days on this earth, that is something that I can do. And I loved that mental shift, 
versus this is an awesome season that I'm loving the Eucharist and I know that that will fade and I'm just going to let it fade. Like we don't talk about that with humans. I'm not looking at Megan and thinking when we're at brunch together in Indianapolis, this is so fun. I want to be best friends with her until I die. Eventually that'll fade and I won't like her for a few months and we won't talk at all for a few months. But then when I feel like it, I'll pick back up and we'll be best friends again. That doesn't happen. If we didn't talk for a few months, we would need to, I mean, obviously same with Eucharist, work a lot to resurrect that relationship, but we probably wouldn't be best friends right away. And the friendship would probably be different from then on out. Who knows? Because I can't even imagine not talking to Megan for a few months. And Megan is a sinful human woman that does things wrong and is far from perfect and doesn't lead me spiritually and tell me what I need to do with my life, you know? Right. Yet, when I look at the Eucharist, I think that so many of us are like, this season's awesome. This season's sick. I love you, God. Can't wait for that to fade. Been there. Know it fades. (laughs) Done that. Yeah. There's a rough pocket. Know you're cool with it. Thanks for your patience. I'll be back later. And I think that there's great humanity in knowing that we're going to fall and that there's going to be hard seasons, right? I'm not saying that we're just expecting consolation for the rest of our days. But again, with the human comparison, if you will, there's hard seasons of friendship. There's hard seasons in a relationship. There's hard seasons with family. Yet we don't just throw in the towel and say, well, I'm not feeling it. So, yeah, I'll come back when I do feel it. I'll come back later. Yeah. And I'm going to 100% neglect you. Maybe prayer rosary, a Sunday mass is the baseline. And that's it. Like that would not last in a friendship if you treated them like that to compare. Right. Um, Right. It just wouldn't work. That's like, it's a really good image. And I think it's super relatable because even if we're not, we're not usually thinking that in the moment, obviously, like you were saying, we're not sitting there like, oh, this is so good. I know in like three weeks, it probably won't be, but at least right now, you're normally like, oh, this is so good. I'm going to be like this forever. And it's going to be so like, that's usually what you think in those moments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But as you reflect on the past and history always repeats itself, you know that that's not the truth the consolation like you said is not always there it's kind of like I don't know if we've talked about this before the difference between motivation and discipline and how it's like motivation Mm. is like oh I really feel like doing this thing so it's really easy to do the thing like when you're motivated to pray this can be in good seasons and in bad like someone is dying and you're like I have to get to the chapel every day to pray for this person like you're motivated to get there But then when everything's just kind of normal, your motivation Mm -hmm. to go pray kind of goes away. And if you don't have discipline to pray, you stop praying or you don't have time anymore. So the motivation is gone. Your willpower is gone. Like you're not going to keep praying. And so it's like we can look back at history and know that that is true because I'm pretty sure everyone can relate to being in seasons of like really good discipline in prayer 
and going all the time and sometimes going when you don't want right. to go. And then those seasons where it's like things got a little hard and a little busy. Right. And I just mm-hmm. stopped making time for it. Um, right. Yeah. And it's just, I think there's a way to combat it because you and I have both lived like focused missionary lifestyles where mm-hmm. we did pray every day and we went to mass every right. day. And it's different because it was in our work schedule. I understand that. Right. But it it was that way because it was a priority for our organization mm-hmm. that we worked for. Yep. Thus, a priority in our lives. Right. And you still go to work every day. Like, there's still things you do every single day that even when mm-hmm. life is crazy, you still do those things every single day. Like, there are those right. things. So it's like, right. you still go to work, even if there is personal crisis happening. You right. still do this, even if whatever. So it's like prayer could be that too. It's just, it could be on the same level. It's like, I have a job. I'm also a disciple of Christ. So I go and pray. Right. Like, right. But I don't, right. I think that's where you're like, there's been a shift in your heart to be like, it needs to be no matter what. Like this is yeah. part of my life. It's who I am. It's the air that I right. breathe. I can't do it without him, you know? Right. Right. This is the air I breathe. <laughs> Take it away. Do you do you know that worship song? No. Your holy yeah. presence. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, is this like a really Come old? On. I think Protestant I can hear it in 90s. the infomercial. I have nothing. 90s. There's nothing about me that has any Protestant wow. 90s. <laughs> I did not grow up going to. I did not grow up going to any church. Like I yeah, don't have that's true. any of those vibes. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. But I can picture I just had an infomercial. Uh huh. Yeah, that I'm like maybe for I like it a in, pastor like a TV series that yes or something. I'm like that's where like what you I turn the about. channel and it's always a sermon on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry, sorry to crack a joke after that great moment. No, please. It, it's so no, accurate. Please. It's so so accurate. And yeah, I think that. That is kind of why we wanted to talk about all of this stuff, because you can have the zeal, you can have the excitement, you can have this fire in your butt like me, and you can be like, I am changing things. And then life happens and you don't change things or you do change things for quite some time and it doesn't last. Like there's so many things that happen with prayer. And I think that that's why yep. people are constantly seeking out more and more knowledge of like, how do I do this? How do I do this? And yeah, at one point, it is discipline. It's not motivation because motivation doesn't yeah. last. Feelings don't last. It can be yeah. the fire. It can be the fire that gets you going and makes you want to take the action. But again, yeah. it's like love is a choice. Choosing to love is a choice. It's not always easy. It's not always something you feel like doing. It's a choice and you have to choose to love the Lord. And I know for a fact that this fire that I have right now is going to dwindle and we're going to be dealing with some crackling coals at the bottom of the fire and it's not going to be engulfed in flames and it's going to get tricky. But that doesn't mean that that's the time to grab the bucket and throw the water on the fire and get a bunch of smoke and take a break from Christianity because this is our life. This is our mission. And I really do think that 
I so often do take breaks from Christianity where it's like, okay, I know the Lord loves me. I'm going to continue going to daily mass, or I'm sorry, continue going to mass, try my best to pray the daily rosary, and I'm going to call it good because my vocation right now is working in a non-Catholic job and I'm a young adult woman with lots of things going on and I'm doing the best that I can in life. I swear I wear things that might be a little immodest, but that's fine. I'm just going to keep going because I know that I'm loved and chosen by the Father and I'll get to it when I can. And He knows this season of my life is hard and He's merciful. You can't abuse His mercy. He is merciful, but like Again, with the comparison of putting the effort into a human, he doesn't deserve that full neglect of, I'm just not going to do it. And I, there's so many moments when you know you can choose the Lord and you're not. You're just not. But then when you do, it feels amazing. And that's when that fire kicks up again. And I just, I want to personally work on that routine of not going spark motivation i'm obsessed with jesus i'm obsessed with jesus i'm obsessed with jesus i'm exhausted life happened lots is going on he knows lots is going on i'll be okay i'll pray when i can i don't have a relationship with him right now but i still know him and i am identifying as catholic and i want to be good the fire is out oh no i actually really don't care sin sounds really great sin is really great i love to sin i hate to sin where is my Lord? I got to go to the Eucharist. We're back to beginning. Like that is the timeline that just keeps on going. And no matter what, he is going to accept us back like the prodigal son when he is running to meet him and he is so excited. And that moment makes you want to weep thinking about him accepting you. And that's going to keep happening. Like that will continue to happen. But what about what about love? Like, what about consistent love of the Father where you're just choosing Him? Do you believe that you can have a consistent prayer life and consistent relationship with Christ? Or are you going to continue to ride the waves of excitement and boredom until you meet Him face to face? Like, that's the reality of your life. How long have you been doing this routine? I think that's the thing for me. How long has this been happening? And I honestly feel like it's been happening kind of since I left Staff with Focus. Of like, ever since having that discipline, or I don't even know if it was discipline, but like extreme routine of expectation of like, this is what you do because this is your job. Like since then, has this has there been great consistency? You guys have been listening to this podcast. I've talked about the ebbs and flows of prayer, probably from the beginning yeah. of this podcast. But what can I actually do to cause that shift to really take place? Um, and I'm discovering it. There is not a secret right. answer that I'm going to share right. on this episode. <laughs> like, here's the answer. And this yeah. is how it is. You do that. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Pax Beloved Catholic Art and Gifts. We are so honored to have Valerie from Pax Beloved as a sponsor of our podcast. If you follow her on Instagram at pax.valerie, you already know how amazing she is and how 
beautiful her art is. It is so specific. It is so unique. Whenever you see her art anywhere, you know it's her. <laughs> like I, she had a book with Sister Miriam in the past and I remember seeing the book and I was like, oh my gosh, is that Pax Valerie's art? And it was, and she's just such a great Catholic artist of our age. Yeah, I can't say enough amazing things about her, first of all. So if you're not following her on Instagram, please go follow her at pax.valerie. You will not be disappointed. Um, but she has an amazing store online. And you can buy her Catholic prints in different sizes. She'll ship them to you. And they're just amazing. There's so many different variety of art pieces that you can choose from. They're so personal and beautiful and such an encounter with Christ. For example, there's a visitation print of Mary and Elizabeth, and it's just stunning. And there's so much life and love in her art. Yeah, I just, I can't even believe we get to work with her because I look up to her so much in so many ways. I just feel like she is such a gift to our generation. So please go check out her shop, paxbeloved.com. And Daily Nothings listeners get a 15% discount using the code the Daily Nothings 15, all caps, no spaces, at checkout. That is the Daily Nothings 15, one five. And you get 15% off your entire order, which is so lovely and so wonderful. Please go check her out. You will not be disappointed. Um, and thank you again, Valerie, for sponsoring an episode of the podcast. Okay, let's get back to the show. It's definitely, it's definitely a journey for everyone to go on. And the Lord speaks to us all so differently. And prayer does look different for everyone, which is beautiful. There are consistencies. Yeah. There's like things... Like the mass is something we are all called to, period. Right. Like that's not like, mm -hmm. eh, I don't really like mass. It's like, no, you have to go to mass. But right. in other ways, there's lots of different ways to pray. And the Lord speaks to us all very differently. And it's mm -hmm. beautiful. And that's lovely. Right. And to find out what that looks like for you takes time and takes practice and takes mm -hmm. all the things. And then you kind of figure it out. But right. to just take a step back, I was just kind of thinking like, okay, we're talking about prayer and how mm -hmm. to do it, but why do we pray? Why should mm. you pray? Why are we even talking about this? Does it actually yeah. matter? Why in the Bible does it say to pray? Like why right. did the Lord teach us how to pray and the Our Father? What does that mean? And right. yeah, I don't know, Courtney, like... If someone said, like, why do you pray? Why should mm. Christians pray daily? What would right. you say? Yeah, the first thing when you were talking, I was like, yeah, obviously the Bible says to pray without ceasing. Okay, we've all heard it before. Yeah. yeah. And without ceasing is extreme clarity. There is less clarity in I would say the fact that the Lord is, I mean, we believe as Catholics that he is very clear when he says, this is my body, this is my blood. He is very literal. And for some reason, still, 
there's much debate on whether or not that was right. true. That is the division right, of all the right. churches. Yeah. But then when it comes to prayer without ceasing, again, I think that we're like, did you mean it? Like, what mm. does that mean, Lord? You said without ceasing, but we're human, and you say that you're merciful and understanding and loving, and that you'll always accept us when we come back. And obviously, those types of concepts, I think, can easily lead to um, the kind of like, what's the word? Again, with theology, is it Jansenist? The word of like the... Okay, if I'm saying that wrong, don't make fun of me. Pretty sure Jansenist is the word, or Janus. It's Jansenist. I'm almost certain. Like in St. Therese's readings, there was the whole movement of the Jansenist movement. I'm going to freaking... Is it Jansen? I got to Google. Hold on. Jansenism? Jansenist. Let's see. I was right. Jansenism. You go, girl. Look at you go. Yeah. Okay. So Jansenism was an early modern theological movement within Catholicism, primarily active in the kingdom of France, that arose in an attempt to reconcile the theological concepts of free will and divine grace. So basically they claimed to have it figured out, but it was like extreme, um, extreme Catholicism where like it was scrupulosity to the highest degree right and we can read pray without ceasing and be like fine i will literally never stop praying that is not i mean we should always be praying in all that we do but we just it's that fine line of finding the pocket it's that difference of like yeah yeah yeah, of okay fine within my vocation what does praying without ceasing look like Mm-hmm. And Megan's Megan's life is going to look very different than mine right now when it comes to prayer. Yeah. But the question of why is so smart and such a great point because it is conversation with God. It is getting to know Christ on a more intentional level. It is communion with him. Um, it's part of the entire relationship. Again, We believe that the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. So if you believe that the Eucharist is the flesh of God, literally, right now, human form, heart beating, actively living God, if you believe that that is him, and yeah, live in that way, then let's view it as a person for a second here. And let's picture that you... Go see the person of God once a week on Sundays. And you see him, you listen to someone speak on his behalf while he stands next to him. Maybe he impacts the words or like told that person what to say. And the Lord is there present. And there is a priest speaking on his behalf. And you are moved by what he says. And then you go up and you not only touch him, but you receive part of him. Again, weird concept, but this is what we believe, right? It's hard to picture. I always picture the Lord like taking a bit of his heart and giving it to me every Sunday for me to become more like him, right? And then we have that great intimate exchange, and then you don't say anything to him, look at him, talk to him, touch him at all for another week, and you just keep doing that. And you're not really saying anything back in return, You just are doing that, and it's your routine, and it's a little strange. 
It's like, why are you receiving this person's flesh? Why are you receiving this person's flesh and desiring to become more like them? You're not talking to them. You're not getting to know them. You're just doing this because a lot of other people are doing it too. And this is what you think you're supposed to be doing. It, it doesn't make, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like you need to be talking to the person that you're believing that you're receiving part of their flesh. Yeah. Also, if you're not talking to them, you're probably not believing that it's their flesh and that you can become more like them. Like, I I don't see how you could fully believe in the Eucharist and actively believe that the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity if you're not talking to God. I don't know how you could have those two things mesh. And I think that that, the lack of prayer, is easily what turns that statistic of Catholics into believing that it's actually not the body, blood, soul, and divinity. And it's not like they're desiring to repel the church teachings. It's just something that fades. Because how could you believe that? without talking to right. God. Right. And so that's one thing. Two, again, same with friendships, same with relationships, same with family members. If you're not talking to them, your relationship gets weird. It's weird to catch up with them. Yeah. It's weird to know, so how have the last 15 years of your life been? Like, it's odd. It's not going to naturally yeah. flow. Um, it's going to feel a little staggered, a little funky. So you're doing that thing lately, right, that job, how's that going? All of that distant disconnect, if you're not communicating, they always say communication is key. If you're not communicating, then how do you have a relationship? You don't. Yeah. Like, it's like in high school when you would text your crush and be like, hey, and they'd say, hey, and then they'd say, W-Y-D, what are you doing? And then you'd say, NM, you? And they'd be like, <laughs> NM. And then they'd not text you back. And that was the end <laughs> of the conversation. And you're like, oh my gosh, I texted so and so last night. And they're like, shut up. And then you see the message and they're like, oh my gosh, they sent a winky face. And you're like, I know he totally likes me. And you're writing a story about a person that you don't know. And so that's what we're doing, yeah. I feel like. We're writing stories about Jesus that we don't know because we're not diving into the stories of truth and the living word. We're not diving into scripture and getting to know him and what's going on with your life and his life. I mean, it's just like he's active and living and wants to talk to us. Yeah. And we're writing yeah. these stories about him of like, yeah, Jesus and I are good. or Yeah, Jesus and I are not good. He hates me. He hates me. I hate him. Mm-hmm. Faith is not for me. Religion's not for me. I can't do this. All because we're not actually communicating with him. And I think the reason why we're not is because it's hard. It's not fun. It's not easy. It's not the same as sending a voice memo to your best friend and just gabbing on and on and on and on. And no matter how many tips and tricks you get from people, it's not going to be the same for you. I can tell you, yeah, yeah, I go to the Lord and I sit there and I ask him to say my name over and over again until I hear it. That's not going to work for you in the same way. I can go to, I can tell you that I'm going to the Lord and I'm sitting with him and I'm just telling him about my day. And you can try these practices. It's not wrong to try these practices, but I'm not going to tell you do this and it will work because it's not, it's your relationship with him, not mine. Yeah. These are ideas, these are kickstart conversation things to do, and they work in the same way that it does when you get asked out on a date and you go on a coffee date. Like, 
I can ask, I can be asked on a date by my boyfriend and we can go on a coffee date. And you could be asked on a date by your boyfriend and go on a coffee date. But what happens at that coffee date is going to be very different. It's not going to be the same date. It's the same kickstart conversation starter, but then it's not going to be the same date. And if you compare yourself to that date and say, well, you guys talked about this and we talked about this, that's going to just completely rob you of joy because it's not supposed to be the same thing. Same with prayer. You can't have the same concept of comparison within prayer because you're going to be robbed of joy and it's going to stop you from praying. It's not going to look the same, period, ever. It's a relationship. It's yours. You were created individually by God. Why on earth would he then be like, okay, and then for all of my sons and daughters, copy and paste for how we communicate. How boring. Yeah. Yeah. That was a rant. That was so good. That was a rant. That was was the Holy Spirit. I really... As I was talking, I was like, how in the world am I talking so much right now? It's 7.48 in the morning. How am I doing this? (laughs) Thanks, God. It's the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. That was good. Thank you, God. This episode is brought to you by Abundantly Yours and her new Lent collection. Whitney has a beautiful heart in the way she created this collection to help you experience Lent in a deeper way this year. Basically, this collection that she has created helps you walk with the lives of the saints through Jesus's crucifixion. She wants you to be able to experience experience Jesus's suffering and crucifixion through the lives of the saints. And these are the four saints that she has decided to focus on in this collection. St. Simon of Serene, who helped Jesus carry his cross. St. Dismas, the good thief, crucified next to Jesus. St. Veronica, who wiped the face of Jesus. And St. Mary Magdalene, who found the tomb empty. From Death to Life, a Lenten devotional is a 40-day guided journal to walk you through each day of Lent with imaginative prayer, Lexio Divina, or journaling activities. So I think this is a really exciting opportunity. If you don't know what to do for Lent yet, um, I think adding prayer obviously is something we all should be doing during Lent, but that can be a little intimidating and having a guided journal walk you through all the days of Lent makes it a lot less scary. So buying something like this Lenten guided journal from Abundantly Yours will only enhance your Lenten experience this year. So please go check this collection out this week. It is not out as of today, but keep your eyes open on Instagram at Abundantly.Yours or shop at AbundantlyYours.org. Keep your eye out for this collection. It is coming this week, but the discount code you can use to get 20% off everything is daily nothings, all caps, no spaces. Thank you so much, Whitney, for sponsoring this episode, and I hope you guys really enjoy her new Lenten journal. Okay, let's get back to the show. I really I really liked that concept because I'm like, yeah, in my mind, I was like, okay, we probably should give some tips and tricks, which maybe we will just give some kickstart ideas, but I, I think really that's great. liked, uh, yeah, but I really like how you said, like, it's going to look different. That conversation is going to be so different for every single person. Mm-hmm. And to not be upset by how God speaks to you. And mm-hmm. like owning that brings so much peace. And 
yeah, yeah. I voice memoed Courtney yesterday because I went to adoration for my weekly adoration with my other wives and mothers Moms. that help watch the kids yeah. and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. just sitting there and I was just like, I have no idea what to do here. Like my brain was just kind of yeah. like all over the place. I feel like I'm like, I yeah. feel like I don't know what to do or how to pray or whatever. And I was like, okay, I can start with reading scripture because that's always like, that will help me remind me who God is and right. give me something to root myself in because sometimes mm-hmm. we need that. I think that's right. a really great tip and trick for anyone. Like, I've been reading John 15 nonstop because my word of the year is abide. And I feel like it's just been this never ending thing I've been getting things out of. But reading daily scripture to get yourself rooted in the word. It's just a safer way. Because like we kind of said with a silent retreat, you could go like you could meditate on the fact that God hates you. And that's not real. And that's not true. Yeah. Or like in your holy hour, because you didn't root yourself in truth and i think that's super important to do and reflecting on truth will help you stay safe but i so i like read some scripture and then it like took me kind of like to some thinking i was thinking about how like our hearts are a garden and the lord wants to like till the hearts or like the garden of our hearts and allow things to grow and Mm. to remove things and all these things and i was like marian okay i love it Let's yes, get into the very garden. abiding together. They talk Correct. about this stuff all the time. The garden Finally, is always a part of it. Years later, thank God. So yeah. cool. And I was just like right. Jesus. I know that visual prayer is not my strong suit. That's not. I don't see things super clearly, like how Courtney right. does. And I'm like, and that's totally fine. But right. I'm feeling this draw to like pray about a garden, and what the garden of my heart looks like, and. Mm. If you want to show me anything, I'm just going to be open to that. And if not, that's like, it was just kind of this honest of like, I kind of know how this goes. We've been doing this for years. I don't think all of a sudden Mm -hmm. everything's going to change. I'm going to have a movie playing in my head. Sure. But I'm like, we can still, we still get like the idea of images. I can kind of write them out and like understand what he's trying to explain to me or whatever. Sure. And so I kind of like drew out this garden that I was like, semi-picturing in my head and like what could that look like and I won't go into details about what the garden of my heart looked like but it was just really it was cool because none of your beeswax but it was cool because there while it wasn't a picture perfect image like a movie there were still some things that I was like this part of the garden has these characteristics going on and it's like those things were words in my head they were some like image images kind of in my head and I just kind of like wrote them down and wrote them out and just had an open heart to be like okay is there something in this part of the garden you want to reveal to me yeah like let's talk about it what and it's like what are the first things that come to mind when I think of this part of the garden right and just kind of like freely writing those things down and not being afraid of what comes to mind and sure bringing those back to him and it really did just turn into this conversation of like oh that's interesting I wrote that down when I thought of this part of the garden I kind of wonder what's going on there and like right 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 this is just an example of what half of a holy hour could look like but there was just this ownership that I took and there was and it felt just really liberating to be like yeah it's not going to be this story 
telling thing that I'm going to have where some people's prayer does look like that. But it was like such a beautiful encounter for me because that's how the Lord communicates with me. And I love that. Yeah. And yeah, I'm owning that and I'm figuring that out. Exactly. Exactly. It was just cool. It was just, it's just exciting to kind of get there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a huge deal. And while you were talking about that, I was thinking about how much joy could easily be robbed and how when we compare, we all know comparison absolutely royally sucks and sucks the life out of everything. It is awful in all aspects. But I feel like in relationships, it really does something different. Mm. When you compare your friendships to different friendships, awful. When you compare your relationships romantically with other people, awful. It's like no matter what, comparison is the thief of joy, period. Period. And to think about if that was your focal point while you were praying of thinking through, well, Courtney is like this in prayer and Courtney does this in prayer. That could have been all that you thought about in your prayer that entire time and could have been a wall that you just kept hitting and hitting and hitting over and over again when the Lord's like, Hey girl, I'm over here. There's a door. Want to walk through it? I'd love to chat with you about something. And you're turned around running into a corner over and over again because you can't get over yourself. And the comparison that Satan is like, hey, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. You're the worst. You can't do anything. That is seriously such a block in prayer Because we're like, well, we compare ourselves to our old prayer. We compare ourselves to our friend's prayer. We compare ourselves to what we think we should be doing in prayer. It makes no freaking sense. But it's, I think, one of the biggest distractors in prayer. Like, even in the day-to-day, I'll go to the chapel, and I'll think about how I was yesterday in the chapel. And then I'm there today, and I'm thinking about nothing about what, but whether or not I have time to go to Starbucks before work. And I'm mad at myself. Right. And I'm like, how, how could I do this? You're worthless. <laughs> Yesterday, I thought we had yeah. something. And now here I am yeah. thinking about pistachio cream cold brew or brown sugar oat milkshake and espresso. What's it going to be? Do I have time? Should I get a sausage sandwich? Yeah. No, I bought groceries. That's it. And if I thought about, if I thought about how much I sucked the whole time, how sad is the Lord's sweetheart going to be? He's going to see his daughter yeah. sitting in front of him. One, not talking to him, rude. Two, hating herself deeply. And yeah. he, he's, he's over there like, girl, you're human. Tell me why you like the pistachio cream cold brew. When did you try it? <laughs> do you, do you want to keep yeah. going to Starbucks? Where are we financially, Court? Let's talk through it. I'm your best pal. I'm yeah. your girl. <laughs> not really. I'm your man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God let's, is a woman. No. Yeah, kidding, okay. kidding. <laughs> it was a joke. That was a fat joke. <laughs> I just was like, joking. I was, I was yeah, completely joking. Not, um, yes. But it's just like, yeah, comparison is seriously such a prayer ruiner, um, a prayer sucker, if you will, to quote Freaky Friday. And I just think that that in and of itself is going to be a really important thing for you to bring to the table the next time you go to the chapel because 
Yeah. Yeah. To just, to just go and be with him. And I think to close out, I'd love to give one tip of a very, very practical thing to do that Father Logan gave me yesterday when we were talking through my silent retreat. Let me grab my notes really fast. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. It is the A-R-R-R method. And I'm really excited about this method because it can be applied to many things. Which we've learned. I've heard about I've Lots heard about times, it, but I, yes. I know. And I can't remember what the words, the letters mean. That's the problem. I, mean, I feel like I've heard it's, this in so many talks. So remind us, exactly. Courtney, remind exactly. us. Correct. Um, so A-R-R-R stands for acknowledge, relate, receive, respond. I think that the fault with this acronym is that when there's that many R's, you could come up with a lot of words that sound right in, in the situation. Order? Yeah. But in what order? Correct. So I'm just going to have to keep writing it down. But you acknowledge in your heart what's going on. This yeah. could be with, with scripture, with a spiritual book, without any reading, just like what's going on in your yeah. heart, whatever, depending on where yeah. you're at and what you'd like to bring to the chapel. So you acknowledge it in your heart. You relate it. Relate it. Jesus, this is what's going on. Like you talk to him about it. The first step is to do it within your own self, right? Then you talk to him and you say, Jesus, this is what's going on in my heart. This is what I'm acknowledging. And you're just very honest with him. Then you receive and you're in a silent space to speak. You need to be in silence to be able to do this. You might be speaking out loud. You might not be. You might be in a chapel. But within this, there's going to hopefully be memories, images, experiences that come up from this and I think that the other thing is is that in the ARRR method in my head that's like a concept that you would do for a holy hour I think that this is something that takes more discipline that's going to take time Um, it might come up in just a holy hour it might be something that you're praying with for a year I don't know yeah um but you don't want to jump into this you don't want to be like okay I want to receive I'm going to receive this I'm going to receive these images and these memories Come, Lord. Mm -hmm. It's like, what does Jesus want to give you for you to receive? What are these memories that are going to come up? What is it that the Lord really wants to reveal to you? And then you respond. And you respond to Jesus about it. So whatever you want to say about it to the Lord. Like you're talking to him about it. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Does it scare you? Is it something that you don't remember and you you want to know more about it? Is it something that you want advice on? And so you want to ask him, who do I need to talk to about this in real life? In real life, LOL. Like this is a quantum realm or something. Um, (laughs) But the biggest tip he said was to enjoy and savor this. We don't want to view this concept as a spiritual buffet where you're going and you're taking as much as you can possibly get. And you're like, and then there's that and that and that and that and that and that. And and I want to completely just go, 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 go. I want to keep taking more and more and more and more. I want to discover a ton. He was like, take it slow. If there is one thing that you read and it's like, okay, this is part of the sentence. This is really, really sticking out to me. Stop there. Do this method and take your sweet time with it. The Lord is not a Lord of rush. Take your time with it. No. Don't view it as a buffet and savor it and savor it for as long as you'd like. And he compared it to when you go to a really, he knows me, when you go to a really fancy restaurant and you get a really, really beautiful, small appetizer and it's gourmet and it's 
Like when we went to Rioja, Megan. Mm -hmm. When we went to Rioja for your birthday. Mm -hmm. My birthday, LOL. And it's a small appetizer and you taste it and it's like, whoa, these flavors are insane. I don't really want this to end. I want to see how much I can get out of this bite. I want to be there. I want to see if I'm maybe feeling called for another bite. I want to chew on it. I want to taste it. I want it to make me want more, right? You're not yeah, eating it yeah. like an all-you-can-eat Chinese buff- buffet, and it's like this crab ringer is really just cream cheese, and they're a little cold, but I want more, so I'm going to keep eating it, and I'm going to dunk it yeah. in a lot of sweet and sour sauce, and I'm going to keep going because I'm really hungry, and I've been craving this for so long. That's, I think, how we give yeah. you prayer, and you can't view it that way. It needs to be more like a really nice appetizer that you're just enjoying and savoring and taking bites of. So, A-R-R-R. That's my tip. That is great. I love that. It's Father That's Logan, so baby. Courtney. He's so Thank good. Thank you, Father Logan. So good. I love you, Father Logan. Yeah. yeah. I so. think the I think the only tip I will add, because I know someone reached out and they're like, okay, as a mom, how do you do this? And mm, um, yeah. there's just so many transitions that happen all the time with being a mother. And yeah. People who aren't mothers can relate to this too because life happens, life comes up. Like, for example, if you go to work every like I think sticking prayer into something that you're already doing every day, like Courtney goes to the chapel before she goes to work. Like she's leaving her house already. So she mm-hmm. makes the stop at the chapel first. Like this happens every stacker. single day. Right. Exactly. Which I think is so nice and can happen so well. I think the problem with mothers is that like routines go down the drain all the time mm-hmm. because the like Ellie wakes up at a different time every day. So I can't be like, okay, I can rely on Ellie waking up at six 30. So if I start waking up at six, I can start praying every day at six. It's okay. Right. What if Ellie woke up at five 45 that day? Now right. I'm ruined and now I don't pray. And I think right. that can kind of be the difference. It's hard to have that strict, like this is when I do this. And it could be like, okay, she takes a nap every day. So whenever the nap is, I start her nap with praying the rosary. And then I do whatever I wanted to do. Or we drive to somewhere every single day. And on that drive, I'm going to pray rosary or I'm going to listen to the daily gospel or I'm going to just turn off the radio and talk to Jesus out loud in the car. Sure. Or whatever it is. I think they're just takes a lot of time and practice in trying to see what works for you. And if that's different every week, like I know I've shared this, if that's different every week, your capacity is different every day. It can look different every day. But I think having that desire of like, there's just some part of my day, I want to connect with my creator, with the one who loves me, with the one who is goodness and everything good I do today will come from him. Like if you have that finding that time and it's like choosing it is so hard and I fail so often like this morning, Ellie wasn't awake yet and I was downstairs. I'm like, okay, I could do the dishes, but I could wake her up if I do the dishes. I'm like, I could make coffee, but that could also wake her up because it's noisy. I was like, what if I just sit and pray for a minute? What a concept. Like we're talking about prayer in the podcast today. I should probably pray. So I sat down on the recliner and I just held a rosary in my hand and I'm like, I'm just going to surrender my day to the Lord and I'm going to pray for the people in my life that need prayers and I'm going to pray a decade of the rosary and it's just something 
to connect and it took 10 minutes, but like, thank God I did that. Thank God the Lord gave me the grace to do that because Mm. my day is changed now. And I'm so grateful for that. So it can look that Mm. simple. I love that. There's nothing fancy about that, but yeah, I think having something like having a holy hour once a week as a mother right. and having someone watch your that kids. I love or having your husband watch so the kids. much. Yeah. Yes. Or like doing That's what we so figured good. out at our parish has changed my life. And I think even right. if it's the weekly time in the chapel, that is better than nothing. Like, do not say if I can't do this daily, I cannot do it. Like, yeah, going to the chapel for 30 minutes and sitting in front of the Eucharist will change your life. Right. Even if it's weekly, like even if it's monthly. I love that. Like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go. Mm, so those are I my final that. remarks about prayer. There I think that is so good. That's all she wrote. Truly. I think one of the coolest things you do is go to the chapel with the moms. I really love it. I think it's so, it's so been awesome. It's so, so good, people. Yeah. Or even like yeah. you could just have one buddy. Like it could be one friend where you watch yeah. both the kids and then the friend watches both the kids. Half hour That's each. It. Like it doesn't, it. it doesn't have to be complicated. Right. So yeah, I'm so thankful it. for those women that come and do that with us because yeah like i think of all the time i've prayed that i would not have prayed without that group right that's in front of the eucharist too that's the other thing in front of the eucharist in silence oh so cool so good people okay so good that was great all right y'all well for joining us go pray thank you for joining us go i'm like woof i'm excited for a weekend of prayer so I'm so excited. That's going to be really fun yeah. to hear about Courtney. It's going to be so, great. We're praying it's be for really you. really good. Cool. All right, you guys. Right, well, everybody. have a great week. We are so happy that you're a part of this community. Keep praying for us. We are praying for you. And have a great day. There you go. Bye. Cool. Bye-bye. Bye.